Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. Welcome to three, a show about Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic and part of the Tennis Channel Podcast Network. This is an emergency recording. Obviously, we recorded yesterday with uh, Dr. Lundy to discuss the news that Novak Djokovic had received a medical exemption. Um, Since then, what he has not received is a proper um, functional visa to enter Australia as uh, he was stopped at the border. detained for a a period of time and ultimately denied entry. Amy, is there anything key in that timeline that you think should be said about just, just how this went down? It's shocking. Everything that happened. There are several aspects of it that we can discuss. The main thing here is that the medical exemption did not confer entry into Australia. And that was not made clear to Novak Djokovic. So he got on a plane thinking with all his rackets and his team and Gorny Vinicevic and his physio. And then he was held and, and detained for questioning at the airport in Melbourne for about eight hours and was ultimately denied entry into the country. As of this recording, he's in a quarantine hotel. There have been reports that he will try to take it to an Australian court, but it's not looking good right now. And the Prime Minister, uh, Scott Morrison of Australia, just tweeted that Djokovic will be leaving Australia. Yeah. Uh, first of all, Joel, Joel right now in the middle of a, a relocation and, and couldn't join us, unfortunately. Um, so, you know, obviously, obviously a time sensitive issue and uh, we got his okay to, to go ahead without him. Um, I think the main question, Amy, that needs to be answered right now and hasn't is the idea that there have been multiple. And I think, again, the word used is a handful of players who have received a medical exemption, uh, the same one that Djokovic received, reviewed by this these two uh, medical bodies that were blinded to the applicants. What was different about what just went down with Novak Djokovic from the others that are presumably in Australia that we don't know about, that are there unvaccinated? Why was Novak different? I don't know the answer to that for sure, but there are a couple of very strong possibilities. Just thinking this through and gaming it out a little bit. Possibility number one, the reason that Djokovic was granted an exemption, it's been reported by multiple reputable websites, including The Age, an independent newspaper in Melbourne, Australia, with sources within the Australian government, that the reason for the medical exemption was recent COVID, which we talked about last night with my brother, the doctor. In other words, in the medical exemption literature, there was 
an out for people who had had COVID within the last six months. And that, according to these media outlets, is what Djokovic was claiming, that he had recontracted COVID within the last six months. Perhaps the other people who were granted exemptions weren't claiming recent COVID. Perhaps they had another medical reason, or maybe they were. So that's number one, one thing that potentially could be different. Um, number two is the visa status. And this is not a small thing because uh, I remember two years ago when I applied for my visa for Australia, and this is really pre-pandemic, this is January of 2020. So the virus was out there and people knew about it, but we weren't in that pandemic phase of lockdown and that kind of thing yet. So I apply early for my visa for Australia because the deadlines are really strict. Um, and you have to specify why you're going there. Are you going there for work? And, and yes, if you're going to be receiving money of any kind, which Djokovic would be, that's considered work. Mm -hmm. Well, then you have to present other documentation. I understand from listening to Ben Rothenberg on Mike Cation's podcast and Noah Rubin's podcast that this year, the visa application process was considerably more stringent. And the deadline, Gil, the deadline for that visa application was early November. So when Djokovic or Eduardo, his agent or an assistant or whoever filled out that visa application in early November, filled it out, they wouldn't have known that he was getting a medical exemption because he just received that. So it appears that that person filled out the visa for a person who would have been vaccinated or had vaccination status. That was the rub. That was the problem. Right. Other people applying may not have filled out the visa application that way. Yeah. What I read on the age is that the the application or the I would I guess the the visa that was applied for does not qualify for medical exemption, right? That he applied for a type of visa that doesn't fall under the medic, the visas that can be exempt medically. Right. And that right? makes sense because in early November, whoever filled out the visa application wouldn't have known, you know, it, it wasn't even clear back then what Australia's policies were totally going to be back in like the first week of November. So, right. Um, you can understand where the mistake would have been made or where the confusion would be. Right. So here's the thing, though. We're talking about an administrative error, right? But this has become something that is like obviously extremely political. The backlash in Australia was considerable to uh, Novak getting this medical exemption. I, I don't know that that's what Scott Morrison is going to go with when he's pressed uh, on what happened here and why. Novak's visa was denied. I don't think he's going to say, well, he applied for the wrong one. Like it was an administrative error, right? Because that that's kind of, I mean, that's the kind of thing that, again, I don't know. Maybe that's that doesn't get figured out easily, but it, it feels like maybe they'd figure it out if there was an administrative error here. Well, um, within that administrative error, there was the problem of recent COVID not being one of the things that you could claim for entry. 
it was something that yeah. you could claim for the medical exemption for the state of Victoria and playing the Australian Open. But for the federal government of Australia, ah. you couldn't necessarily claim recent COVID. Right? Oh, OK, because yeah. I, I will say throughout this entire process, the whole federal versus Victoria thing has been really confusing, really hard yeah. to grab. Right. Because my first of all, they've politically been at odds throughout this entire process and uh -huh. they've been saying different things the whole time. And they've, they've flipped. They've yeah. flipped their positions. Yeah. Yes. Um, which is which is crazy. But I was under the impression that this was the state of Victoria's business and that federally Australia was not going to have anything to do with that. And then I, I you know, I that was wrong because the visa was was denied federally here. And that's that's very interesting because um, that would make sense. Now, the way the one thing that wouldn't add up then is, again, if there are many players or a handful of players who have received the exemption, um, you would think that most of them would be in the camp of a recent positive and I guess that's an assumption, but also we know that statistically it is infinitely more likely that you test positive for COVID-19 than you are going to have an allergy or an acute medical condition that prevents you from taking it. So, I mean, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, let's take um, Danil Medvedev, for example. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at New balance.com with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice quick strategic thinking is crucial and with obstacles consistently impending determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart with our fighting spirit we don't just fight battles we win them marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown and through adaptable problem solving we do just that Learn more at marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He made the statement in November, it was either late October or early November, in a press conference that he is allergic to an ingredient in the vaccine. Which vaccine he was talking about, I don't know. Um, what allergy, he didn't elaborate. But he, uh, Medvedev, did make that statement. Now, um, he very short time after, like days later, it came out that the Australian Open would be requiring vaccines. And a couple of days after that, Medvedev tweeted that he was going to Australia. You know, full stop. I'm going. I'm in. So that resolved very quickly. And um, I'm not sure if he knew he would be getting a medical exemption or if he decided, I'm just going to get vaccinated. I'm going to 
you know, go ahead and, and get right to the point and get this over with. Um, but, you know, if, if you're somebody who clearly, clearly has um, uh, myocarditis or anaphylaxis yeah. or something like that, then I would think you would know ahead of time. But you know what? It does open up the can of worms of um, did they target, did the Australian government target Novak because of the um, backlash and the yeah, political the political issues? Yeah. Right, because Morrison stands to gain something politically. It's it's likely to be a popular move by him to look strong against um, against Novak when when people or uh, I don't know if this was a, a vast majority or a vocal minority. That's what's hard to say. But regardless, you you would see a lot of a lot of noise and a lot of Melburnians. Is is that the term? Yeah. Okay. Melburnians. A lot of Melburnians. Obviously upset, feeling like it's not it's not fair that that they are held to such strict standards, and someone would be exempt from those very same standards um, that that they had to oblige to because that person might be good at tennis. I totally get that anger, but the point is politically, there would have been motivation um, to deny Djokovic's visa. Yeah, um, and I think. Gil, that it would have gotten ugly if he were given the rubber stamp to come in after today's drama. I mean, I was sort of playing out the two scenarios in my head while you were sleeping this afternoon because <laughs> yeah. Gil's working overnight on Tennis Channel covering the Australian action. So I, I was like, okay, scenario one, they let him in. Um, well, he's going to need like armed security because there, there are actually threats online, even on Twitter. Um, you know, there's, there's threats uh, that the public would have been very angry and the scene at the Australian Open probably would have been pretty bad with booing and, you know, um, who knows what else. So it was gonna be sticky to let him in the country and play after the drama has played out the way that it has. From a PR sense, and I know we talked about this yesterday, um, Novak's decision to say he was going to get, say he was receiving a medical exemption, which he didn't need to say, totally didn't need to say, and all of this would have likely been avoided. Or he could have said he was receiving a medical exemption, but then went a step further and say, I'm receiving a a medical exemption, here is why. It just, it feels to me, like, and again, Novak's a tennis player. He's not, he's not uh, a PR person. So to hold him to a, to a standard that he should be great at these kinds of things is unfair. Uh, but it does feel to me like he chose the only thing that was worse uh, or worst for his chances at this shaking up in a way that was going to be good for him. He's clearly doesn't have the PR machine that Nadal and Federer do for better or for worse. I mean, in in a way that makes him more genuine and more human that he's always kind of screwing up the PR. <laughs> um, yep. But, you, you know, I, I have kids and I have a, a daughter and I'm always working with my daughter in particular on making quicker decisions like 
don't let don't string stuff out be decisive you know yes you should you should think about your de decision but but don't procrastinate and and let things string out and i think really the right answer gill would have been to be as open as you could all the way back in november you know like just keep people the public generally informed every step of the way such as I don't want to get the vaccine. This is why, and I will pursue an exemption, and we'll see if I can. We'll see what I can do, or see what I can get. Or, you know, I'm I'm waiting to see if I can get an exemption or whatever. So um, that way, this stew would not have simmered in this pressure cooker with all the secrecy that basically just exploded. Yeah, and the the secrecy lends its way to a lot of a lot of just speculation and a lot of it's really bad like I, I, a lot of it's stuff that that I don't approve of I know a lot of people don't approve of of just guessing about about what's going on and and how things are are playing out but again the way to combat that is very very clear it's it's with it's with transparency and communication that's how to combat speculation um so I, 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 it's interesting to see, I guess, where they go from here and not just him, but also, um, also the Australian government, but yeah, um, we'll await, we'll await to see what Novak says next. Right. Um, his fellow players is another interesting angle here and how they're going to react. Everyone is going to be asked about this and, you know, how might this affect the tournament? Um, and how will players take this? And is there going to be any sort of kind of action united, you know, that the players might, might stand kind of against this, take some sort of stand personally. I, I, I never think tennis players are going to unite in anything against anything. <laughs> so are you with me on that? I, I think um, when you actually talk to a lot of the players, they're more empathetic than you think they are, especially with the people that are on this traveling circus, as they call it. I mean, yes, I know Demonor and um, Jamie Murray made some comments. I mean, which I understand because, like, do you think I wanted to get vaccinated three times? Uh, no, none of us. Do you, do you think I wanted to be locked down or quarantined the times that I've had to do that? No. But um, so uh, all of us feel like, come on, man, like, please get on board with us. So I get that sentiment. Um, at the same time, I, I'm not necessarily for mandates in all situations. So I understand the more libertarian side of it as well. But um, I do think generally speaking, the players will will empathize or sympathize with with what he's gone through. I think the bigger question though, Gil, is, and you can tell me what you think about this, if there are going to be vaccine mandates going forward, especially at some of the slams like Roland Garros. And um, a Twitter user tweeted at me just a while ago that uh, France has already said that they're going to have a vaccine mandate, the French government, at least for the, the short term. So, um, you know, if, if Djokovic is stuck on 20 and we know that a goal is to get to 21, um, where does this leave him? 
that's the question. I think that's one of the main things that that is interesting about what are what are future tournaments going to look like, and if indeed Novak had contracted COVID in the last six months, and that is the reason for the medical exemption, that's obviously putting a bandaid on something that is uh, a broken bone. <laughs> that's a temporary fix. That was a bad analogy, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> That was a temporary, that's a temporary fix. Um, so, I mean, I, I just don't know. I, and I don't, I try to resist the urge of getting into his head when it comes to, you know, what would it take for him to get vaccinated? But one thing is clear. I mean, he must feel extremely strongly about not putting th these vaccines in his body at this point. You know, the, the incentive has been pretty pretty high to do it. So the fact that he hasn't shows that it's something that he, and the fact that he went public and said, I got a medical exemption that comes from, I want people to know that I'm not vaccinated. Right. Yeah. Um, as, as my husband said, it was like a showdown between him and Australia. And yesterday my husband said, and he won the showdown. Well, <laughs> I think the showdown wasn't <laughs> over yet. Yeah, um, apparently not. But but look, um, so what, some people might call it stubbornness not to get the vaccine. It, it could be called that, but I would argue that it's that very same quality, whether you call it stubbornness or resilience or persistence, that has brought him 20 grand slams and made him the champion that he is and made him number one in the world. It's that quality. He just does not back off. So, um, you know, the, the story continues. Story continues. Yep. I mean, the tour got up to around 90% vaccination. So I, I do think that there's going to be a ton of people who are just kind of falling in the camp of dude get vaxxed and uh, not going much further than that. But look, this is like a, this is an issue that we know is going to continue to be polarizing um, so many angles and, and layers to it from where you stand on vaccines to where you stand on Novak Djokovic to, to what your understanding of, of, of the issue is. But all we hope is that you're getting a, a good picture of what the facts are, what the, what the, factors are at play and i'm sure this will uh, continue to develop so that'll do it for this episode of three remember we're available on all podcast platforms leave a review on apple podcasts and spotify and if you're watching on youtube like the video comment subscribe we will see you next time on the next episode of three